Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Johnny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture, from music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, I'll be talking about D23. I'll be talking about almost all of the releases or announcements so far. Um, I haven't attended uh, D23, but I did see, like, you know, most of the trailers. Um, so I'll be mostly talking about the trailers that have been released and some like, you know, news that piqued my interest, you know, and all that stuff. It may not be like a full coverage, but it's going to be a long discussion. So stay tuned for that. Also, I'll be doing my usual spoiler discussion regarding House of the Dragon, She-Hulk and Rings of Power this week. So, um, you know, get ready for that. So, but yeah, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor and wherever you can get your podcast so without further ado let's start off with the catch-up so for the catch-up i really wanted to discuss something that i've really discovered um within myself i was uh talking to a colleague about about like she was talking about buddhism and it wasn't something that I never thought that would be not really interested, but something to be researched upon because um, what she discussed was something of not necessarily like praising like, you know, like a certain figure, but mo- but it, it's mostly about within yourself looking within the higher version of yourself. So what I struggled most of my life really is I've known to be very open and when I'm meant to be like, you know, open, I usually share lots of my emotions. And sometimes it's like kind of like the lowest points of my life, really. I never really, um, I never really been like, you know, seen as a positive person, someone who is like, you know, something that they could rely on or have fun with. Um, I, I rarely share the best version of myself. Uh, lately um i haven't done that since since 2017 i believe 2017 i feel like i've been like probably like you know probably good the the good version of myself or like it's i was focused on what i wanted to accomplish i had like you know some goals um such as graduating from college or like you know or just like you know continuing some of my work and i had a you know i had a I was in a relationship. I felt like I was on top of the world. But then after after dealing with loss and, you know, breakups and all that, it was it took me to low points where I just felt like I was an emotional wreck and I was just venting and venting to the point of just like I kept shouting to the world or I felt like I kept repeating the same song over and over again. But I never really ever thought about the answer. I've always just thought that that letting go or just sharing emotion is good or being yourself or just like, you know, just be yourself and let go. Like We've been taught to just be transparent and show that. But the problem with that is when you are letting go of yourself there are times when it could be like letting go of like your lesser self and not your best self. I've been feeling like I've been showing my lesser self 
than the best self that I wanted to portray. Now, even though it is important to show some authenticity about yourself, but it is, it can't be denied that it can't be, uh, it's common knowledge when we act different towards different people, you know, or we can't help it. Sometimes we talk differently when we are with, um, with customers or, or coworkers and, but with like talking to friends or family members, our tones, you know, could shift, you know, not saying everybody has that, but I definitely have that within myself to the point I'm like, I don't know who I am, but it's not necessarily a, the question of who am I, uh, but who I want to portray something that I wanted to be proud of and not be ashamed of and feel comfortable and still feel comfortable within my skin. So that is something that um, that my colleague talked about, like, you know, Buddhism. It's all about, like, you know, focusing on this one particular image and doing some chants instead of just dwelling on your hurt so much. Not saying that you shouldn't. Not saying that you shouldn't express those emotions. I feel like I feel like expressing your emotions is good for people who are terrible at you know, bottling things up and not being, you know, honest or just not willing to share as much. They're very reserved. Um, I'm not very reserved. I feel I, I'm like in an open book and I would tell basically anything. But the problem with that is it's sharing a bit too much. And I'm not, I don't want to fix myself. But I want to show the best version of myself as I, you know, wanted to not just portray, but I just know that there is something that inside of me that I wanted to share that is good. That there is another side of me of just being a someone who's very emotion, a, a very emotional wreck or something like that, or very needy or very like, I just need something. I want the 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 validation of others that sort of a thing so after having you know doing some practice and techniques of like not necessarily buddhism but but um but was it what is it um doing some meditation um not necessarily the meditation of what people might think or just like sitting in your seat and just like you know taking deep breaths although i've done that but active meditation, active practice of, you know, self-awareness or being present, such as, oh, I'm looking at a computer or I'm looking at a, you know, microphone. It's like playing I spy. Um, like, for example, when I'm at work, I'm like, oh, look at that building or something like that. Or, oh, look at that person's shirt. That's funny. Or like, you, it's all about being present because I believe truth is what I see, what I feel, feel at that present moment. That is the truth that I'm living right now. Sometimes I, I just don't believe that the truth is out there or within ourselves. It's like just like the truth is within ourselves and what we see, what we feel at that present moment. So I believe truth is the present, you know? Um, so that's why... Um, 
And I've been practicing about what is my safe space, my mental safe space. And I discussed, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable of sharing this, like is a waterfall, you know, I'm going to the waterfall feeling cool and, and just being by myself and feeling one with that place. I feel safe and nothing could, you know, touch me or something like that. So, yeah, um, I know this is a long, <laughs> long catch up, but, but yeah, I just wanted to share with y'all about how to battle these, like, you know, negative thoughts so that we could continue to perform, you know, our duties as like, you know, you know, what we do at work or like, you know, how to get by or how to survive that sort of a thing. So, yeah, that is, that is the catch up with me. But anyways, let's move on to our first topic. So I will be talking about House of the Dragon episode four. This is going to be a spoiler discussion. I'm going to be talking. I'm not really going to go into like a spoiler review, but just a spoiler discussion. So House of the Dragon episode four. Woo wee. Um, we saw some. Wow. Um, it, it is a lot. It is a lot. I, I can't say this is my favorite episode. But damn, it's a good episode. But like at the same time, it was like, it's, it's not as epic. It's not an epic episode. It is definitely, definitely contrary to episode three, where we have like the fight scenes and the dragons and, um, but it was definitely all about betrayal and gossip and all about maintaining a representation or, or like, um, what is it called? Yeah, reputation. Like, you know, reputation is important. Uh, important. So, and this just, this episode is definitely Rhaenyra's episode. So, Rhaenyra definitely talked about how she just felt like she is trapped, you know, like right now, like in, like in the beginning of the episode, she she had to find like a a hand, you know, for like, you know, if she were to become heir. And then she felt bored and she's uh, she's kind of tired of her, you know, princess duties and all that. So she it, it feels like she wanted to escape. So she did. Um, she found a way to escape from her chambers by the help of Damon, and Damon wanted to show, like you know, the the city of King's Landing, and um, it was like you know, and then they made her like you know, dress like a boy, and like it was so weird to see like you know, Rhaenyra in those clothes, but like, but yeah, she just looks like a you know, like a town boy, and then, and oh my god, I was. I was just surprised. I at first, I, at first, I thought I was like you know, Damon was being nice. Damon came in, coming back after like you know, defeating the the crab feeder, and he's welcomed back as you know a hero. Really, he was welcomed back a hero, and you know, seeing you know, um, Damon and Viserys like you know bond like you know the brotherly bond in the beginning. It was sweet. I, I, and for a moment, I believed it. I believed that Matt Smith felt like, you know, he was wanting to reconnect. But I was like, oh, there's got to be a hidden agenda. And then I, th when, 
Damon took Rhaenyra to uh, 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 took her um took her to the brothel. And then I was like, oh, getting close. Very close. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. I was like, oh no, 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 no. And having Rhaenyra and Damon their uncle and niece, and I was just like, no, 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 no. But, like, the fact that Damon backed out, you know, backed out after, like, kissing and... Oh, man, that was uncomfortable. And also seeing um, Alicent just lying down, not enjoying herself with Viserys, like, that is... I feel like that is something she had to... Like, no... That is something she had to endure, you know, it's like, she, you know, for the king's pleasure. But, but that, yeah, that's, it's, that's the, that's her struggle. That's her struggle. I feel like she does care. She does care for Viserys. It's just that, that one part of like, just not, she's just not into it. And then when Rhaenyra was left behind and Damon left her and then she came back uh, to the castle um, or went back to to her chambers and then Kristen Cole. I've, I've mentioned Kristen Cole or uh, Kristen Cole. I, you know, I thought they had good chemistry. But okay, I will say this. I will say this. When they had that moment of like, you know, Rhaenyra wanting to, like, you know, was coming on to him. And there was a point where, like, Kristen Cole wasn't into it. And I'm like, damn. Well, definitely, it was obvious, like, you know, she had a few drinks and all that. And she just, she just wanted to feel, she, when she got that taste of freedom, she wanted more and more and more. It felt like, you know, it was a release for her. And it was literally a release. So... Kristen Cole just happened to, like, you know, be in bed with her, and she enjoyed herself, but I feel like, but I just want to say, this shows how good, a good man Kristen Cole is. Yes, he kept it quiet, but, like, like, he showed a lot of respect for the princess. He showed a lot of, like, because he, he owed, he owed his life to her. He, he gave him a purpose to, to, you know, to the crown and all of that. And just for her to like, you know, be that flirtatious and all that. And just like it, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem consensual at all. It, but like he kind of caved to it because I guess he, you know, liked it, but still in the beginning, he did not like it. And I'm like, damn. And that's what I kind of liked about this episode that usually in media, we see a lot of women who, does you know does not like like for example Allison wasn't into with like Viserys and all that um this one even though Kristen Cole kind of like Sir Kristen did kind of enjoy you know having you know doing uh, the thing with Rhaenyra but but at the same time it was like it wasn't his choice you know so I I like I like how there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of honor, and Kristen Cole is like pretty humble too. He's a humble guy, and I I really like that. But 
but that's but this is where the juicy part comes in this is where like Otto sent his like you know spy sent spies uh, on the princess and all that and just to see what she's doing in like you know outside of like outside of the area and just you know going to the streets getting dirt on her you know and then Viserys was like so mad because he believes it was lies that Otto's like, like oh yeah Rhaenyra and Damon were you know you know effing it up like in and that pisses off Viserys obviously and it felt like a betrayal so when I saw like when we had a moment with Damon Damon, or he first he talked to Damon and just be like, like you, this is a, another stab in the back. I've defended you so much, and then like, how, what do you say for yourself? And then Damon was like, "Give me Rhaenyra, I will wed Rhaenyra, and then we'll become like you know, like you know, increase you know, the power of the Targaryens." And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" So he had an agenda with Rhaenyra. Like, you know, just, and it, it's so sick. It was so sick. Um, but that's what makes Damon such a good character. Like, he had these motives. Like, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's good, but it's just like gross. So, <laughs> and then hearing from, and Viserys wanted to hear from Rhaenyra's side and just be like, and just be like, um, I will, um, how would I would say it? Rhaenyra did not like how she was spied on. And then she was basically telling her father, is there something, is there something wrong with your, you know, hand spying on me? I'm your heir. And like, you know, you're supposed to trust me and all that. So, and then of course, you know, he went to Otto and it's just, he said he doesn't trust him anymore. And then he took the pin, the, the hand pin. And that was like, at, you know what? I did feel sorry for Otto because I feel like he is like, despite like him, I feel like he does want the throne. But at the same time, he wanted to prove his loyalty to Viserys. He, he did as much as he could. Of course, he can be, you know, sneaky at some points. But but still, I, I felt sorry for him at some point. So, but yeah. All these things, it's so juicy. And of course, there were some tender moments between uh Rhaenyra and Alicent. Uh, they had a tender moment of like the sufferings of Alicent had to go through, and Rhaenyra was just like, you know, um, I missed you as a friend. That was sweet. And then Alicent was so concerned of Rhaenyra, you know, you know, effing it up with Damon, even though it didn't really happen. It's still like, you know, another betrayal and there's like betrayal after betrayal. And it's so this whole conflict, this inner conflict is just what makes the show so good. You don't have to have dragons all the time. You don't have to, you know, go with so much lore or like the bigger threat and all that. This is a political drama about within the family. And I love this so much. Now, it may not be my favorite episode, but damn, it's a good one. It's another good episode. I will give this episode an 8 out of 10 or 8.5 or like, you know, what? I'm going to give it an 8 so far. You know, like, you know, episode, you know, the next episode could change. But man, what a good episode.
What an effing good episode. All right, let's move on to our next topic. So, for She-Hulk episode... Oh, was it five or... Episode five? I am tripping. I'm losing track here. Um, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me do some checking really quick. Um, but yeah, I think it was episode five. And I gotta say, there is not much to talk about, really. Um, I liked episode four, um, mostly because of the Madison stuff. <laughs> But and the long stuff, but overall, I think that for episode five, there wasn't much. I mean, I did like Titania's character in some ways, but overall, it was just it, it was just another episode of the week, which I, I, I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the show. I'm just wondering. Like, what's the direction? I wasn't so sure where it's going, like, who is, like, the main villain. All I'm thinking is, in the She-Hulk show, all I'm thinking about is, when is Daredevil? Where is is Daredevil coming? And then, and then, of course, in the show, um, by the way, by the way, um, spoilers, um, (laughs) I I need to keep reminding myself that this is a spoiler discussion of She-Hulk episode 5, but anyways... For episode five, I was like, there was a scene where Jen was, you know, trying to get into new clothes. She wanted to, she found this, I think her friend Nikki and Pug. By the way, the relationship between Nikki and Pug, or like at least a friendship, I loved it very much. I think it was very adorable. And Pug just wanted to get these, like, you know, Iron Man 3s, like these, like these shoes. And um, for all those sneakerheads out there. But anyways, Nikki finding a place where she could get like, you know, like, you know, these decent clothes and all that. Or like these, these clothes that could transform when she is in her normal human form and her Hulk form, which I find interesting. And now I'm just like, ah, this is where like, you know, the super suit's going to come in. And like, we, we have an idea of what the super suit looks like. It's all purple and stuff, but we'll probably uh, guess that in just a bit. But overall, I did like that dynamic between the two. They're, they're like, I wasn't so sure about if I was going to love the pug character. I thought he was going to be like a potential romantic partner for Jen or like Nikki or something. But the fact that he's just like, you know, he's just a guy that's just, you know, he's a, uh, he's a good lawyer, but also I think that like, he's just like, he's just an average Joe. And I, I think uh, that's what's needed in the show. It's just like, just this likable guy, um, especially that the guy <laughs> that played Prometheus, him as Prometheus in arrow. Oh my God. He was so good. But anyways, but anyways, um, Going back to uh to the show, um, there was a scene where the the uh, the the costume maker um was preparing like you know putting something in this box, and in that box was Daredevil's helmet, and I was just like, oh, this is where you're gonna end it here. And we didn't get a post credit scene this time. We didn't get a post credit scene. I think this is the first episode where we didn't get a post credit scene. And this is like after when those uh, like fans got to like get like the first four episode uh, preview. I think it's very interesting. 
And um, I think that's the most exciting part. And then, of course, the court case with Titania with uh, um, suing Jen for the, the name She-Hulk, even though it's obvious that, you know, Jen had the name before her. And then the court case was, eh. I mean, th that was like the least interesting thing. Um, I did like the... Um, uh, revisiting some of the 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 guys who went on dates with her but like nothing much but of course um the guy that jen had a connection with but like you know he preferred her in hulk form instead of jen you know she like it did raise the question like she was willing to humiliate herself to win a case you know and that's kind of you know kind of sad and all that and especially like Oh, people like me more as She-Hulk and not Jen, and that can be a dilemma for. Or I feel like that is a dilemma we're going to see more in episodes to come. I don't know how many episodes we're having, probably like nine. Yeah, nine. But yeah, I think that is something we're going to explore a lot more, and maybe she'll find someone who likes her for just being Jen. And I think that's very a nice thing to explore. Overall, I'm going to give this episode a six out of ten really um it's nothing to rave about it was it's just a fun it's a just a good time it's a fun uh fun show to watch it's not mind-blowing or anything but it's just the overall enjoyment of the show and i'm and i'm here for it and especially and i'm waiting for daredevil so daredevil to come so yeah I'll, yeah i'll definitely give this episode a six out of ten all right let's move on so, this is going to be a spoiler discussion of episode 4 of Rings of Power. Um, I'm not going to make it this too long because, one, I'm like kind of in a rush in, in a bit. But but also, I just feel like there's... It's not that like it's not an interesting episode. I, I think this is probably one of the, the better episodes. I think 3 and 4 are like pretty enjoyable. Um... Um, I think I feel I feel like for episode four, we're getting more context of like what's going to happen or how are we moving forward? Because episodes one through three, I felt like there wasn't like, what's the direction? Where are we going with this? And Galadriel uh, asking um, uh, the queen, uh, Numeron, she wanted after going to the ancient text or scrolls or something like that that her father is um as a as an elf supporter so the 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 thing that she wanted to have is more people to support the cause of fighting sauron and or like you know battling the orcs just to free the uh, to free the southlands and and i actually like that um i like that those parts of it and the and the conversation be, uh, between the queen and galadriel I, I love that. I, I love this whole thing of I there's something about conversation that just like picks up the pace. This is like a it felt like a not really a slow burn. It's a mixture between like slow pace but slow burn. And I, I actually like this a lot more. Um we did not see any of the Harfoots. Um that was a, a surprise. And to be honest, I don't think there's much to talk about except, you know. The caravan stuff, like you know, I, I, I didn't really miss it. Um, <laughs> sorry, but um, 
Uh, we did see Galadriel, like, you know, having those tensions with the queen. I love that very much. And I love how she kind of provoked her and say, like, are you going to are you going to live in fear and just worry about the future? And I feel like that's a good illusion to all of us, really. Um, I'm going to be like going off tangent and just go a little bit real here. If you're trying, if you're like fearing of a forsaken future, it'll probably come true because you're not doing anything or like, you know, trying to prevent it whatsoever, but to actually take a stand and do something about it, like make make the best of now instead of living in silence or or cowardice or something something like that. Um, then um, then there could be change, you know. So I, that's why I like about this episode. I feel like the strongest points of this episode were Galadriel and the Queen at, at the the Numeron scenes, and I feel like, by the way, I mean like. I, I kind of dig the Aaron Deer um stuff um with the orcs and stuff, but um it's not as interesting. The whole Theo thing, um, I get it. I I get why he's there. I feel like he's just a plot device for like you know the the bringing of Sauron and then like having the hilt and the orcs coming to chase him and stuff like that. I, I didn't really care for it, really. Um, but I did think that um, there was a cool scene with Arendir trying to save Theo, Theo from the orcs. It's kind of like a slow-mo catch an arrow and use that arrow to their to his advantage. So I, I, I like those, like, you know, pretty sweet skills of that. Um... Um, I was wondering what we're gonna do with um Isil or like I, I forgot the 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 sea man the the kid or, or I don't know I forgot his name. Um, I was wondering like oh, where are we going with this? What are we gonna do with this character and the fact that he is joining the cause with Galadriel, um, to to aid those at the Southlands. That is something I'm very excited to see. Uh, what I love about shows like this is when the worlds are colliding for a bigger cause. So that is something I'm really looking forward to. And the fact that the queen agreed that they're going to help uh, Galadriel uh, to battle Sauron at the Southlands. I think that is very, um, now we get to see what's to come. What is the force? What is the future that they're um, going for overall? I'm going to give this episode probably 7.5 out of 10. It's not like the best written, but the, uh, but I love how they're picking up the base. Actually, no, I'll change it to 8. I'll, I'll, I'll change it to... Yeah, I'll change it to an 8 out of 10. I think that's like, probably like my favorite episode so far. Um, because we're picking up the pace. We're no, we're now seeing where this story goes. So yeah, I, I'm li really looking for I'm this is the first time I'm actually gonna say it. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. So yeah. Alright, let's move on to our final topic. So I will be talking about D23 uh, announcements. I'm not gonna go through all of it, but this is definitely that stood out to me the most. Um there are probably like, like some throw or throwaway like you know announcements where I'm just like, uh, well maybe not really. It's hard to say because I'm just like there are some that are 
pretty interested and some are just like i'm just you know throwing it out there um so just bear with me but i i basically um i basically listed the ones that stood out to me the most and like like it went from so here's how the list is gonna go i'm going from things that i've heard and like slightly interested in to like the ones that i'm very interested in so I'm just going to go down the list of what I have, and I'm probably like going to miss some, but here's what stood out to me. Uh, for example, Disenchanted, which is going to be the sequel to en Enchanted, um, the Amy Adams movie. And I, th I think this is a Disney Plus um, film or show or something like that. Um, I don't mind it. Um, I haven't watched the first one, but it looks pretty cool. Um, Hocus Pocus 2, a lot of people, you know, some people are raving about it, but of course it's a nostalgia factor draw, so it may be good or it could be a complete dumpster fire. Uh, but this one, this one is like pretty interesting for me. Tron, Tron Identity. Now, this is going to be a game. Now, I, man, I really wanted Tron 3. I really would want Tron 3. I'm like one of the rare few people who love the Tron Legacy film. I believe it is a beautiful film. Um, is the technology dated? Yes, but they were onto something. They were really onto something of de-aging and how to keep like a younger, like Jeff Bridges, something like I was, I really admire for the effort, but I loved the music is just, I love the music so much. And it was one of the reasons why I like, like I was considering like, Oh, I, I kind of want a motorcycle. So, so yeah. Um, I want to see more of that. And I love how we're bringing back Tron into the, not really the zeitgeist, but like, you know, catching the attention because I actually like Tron uprising. Tron uprising was a good show. I, I actually love that show. So yeah. Um, we have the little mermaid, um, live action trailer um some people were weirded by the cgi i didn't mind it i think it looks pretty cool um the music um beautiful i you know what she does look like a mermaid and um i think it's the eyes i think like which give her like you know i i don't know i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this because i'm <laughs> i'm thinking of the mermaids from harry potter and their eyes are just like kind of like like wide-eyed or something like that but but anyways um but yeah she looks great and her voice is beautiful um so yeah i'm looking forward to that this is this is something i was like pretty interested <laughs> the santa clauses tim allen is back and i was like <laughs> I, I i'm pretty excited to see this one I, i'm not gonna lie um and we're going to see like how the the process is but seeing peyton manning to audition for Santa Claus, that was, I, I find that pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I, I am possibly going to look forward to that. I think it's going to be released this year. I'm not too sure. Um, we saw another trailer for National Treasure. Um, the more I watch it, the more I'm, like, less excited because it looks more, uh, the budget obviously looks more, it looks more mystical, the reason why I love National Treasure, the first like the first two, was because it it made me believe like this actually happened, in some ways, and it was like kind of like a thriller sort of thing, well, not thriller, um, but like 
um like a heist film it felt like a heist it this doesn't feel like a heist it feels more mummy-ish to me which i didn't um which i don't like uh, which i kind of don't like don't get because the reason why is I, I i love the money the mummy for the mummy but national treasure what i like about it is the heist stuff not like there's a bit of mysticism in there and i'm just like eh, is that really needed for national treasure but but I can't say for sure. I have to watch it, and I am going to watch it. We did see a bit of like we saw a like a teaser for Percy Jackson, which I'm really looking forward to. I didn't mind the the first film. I didn't care for the second one, um, but I hope um, I, it looks like they're going to a, a more tour, a more accurate adaptation of Percy Jackson, which I am very looking forward to. So, um, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good. We see another trailer for Willow. The, the look of Willow is fantastic. And like, this is definitely, definitely di going to be different from the first one, but we'll see the look of Willow is just fantastic, but let's get into some of the interesting things that I'm really looking forward to. So what I'm looking forward to is one Mando season three. Um, this looks bigger. Um, there's, it looks like there's more stakes, probably a little more fun. This looks more of like a teaser than a trailer for me because I was expecting like, like more war stuff, but we see a lot more Mandalorians, which I feel like this is going to be a more focused season where it's not about like, you know, just the child and all that. This is about Mandalore. Like, it's not about, you know, the child. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with that, uh, with season three. And, like, the, is there going to be a fight between Bo-Katan uh, Bo and, um, Din Djarin? Like, that is, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that if there is going to be a fight. So, we'll just have to wait and see. Another uh, another thing is another trailer for Andor. Once again, I love what I saw. Um, I think I think the 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 embargo release is like the embargo is going to be lifted today, I believe, and people are going to give their thoughts about the show. So, um, like an early like an early, I know some people who saw and or pretty early i'm very envious <laughs> but i am very looking forward to uh, and or very much but but i am very excited to see tale of the jedi this show i wasn't like you know i i was pretty interested already and then the trailer re was released oh my god this is like this is the most excited i've had for star wars in a while one because we see more of Dooku, um, we see more of Ahsoka. I think that is definitely interesting. But the animation alone, the Clone Wars style animation, is just so good. And now, now we're just getting like you know multiple stories of not just Ahsoka and um, Dooku. I feel like we're getting a lot more. We're getting more stories, and like you know, I, I don't know how they said six original shorts. I think it's just six episodes, but still, we're adding more flavor to the lore of Star Wars, things that we haven't seen, and just like the fight scenes. I feel like Star Wars animation is the way to go. 
I still think so. And I feel like it should be in more movie forms. I Yes, we had the Star Wars Clone Wars film, which is not great. But the fact that they improved upon the animation, I believe we can have more crisp and quality animation. And I feel like it's going to be great on the big screen. And we have and there's more to explore. And the more like the bounds you could break in terms of fight style and all that. So I'm very looking forward to Tales of the Jedi. I'm really excited for it. And also we are we found Ezra Bridger um for a live action um, cast. So we have Iman Esfandi um who's going to play Ezra in Ahsoka. So um I could um, I don't want to say confirmed, but like most people, especially on um, some Star Wars um, YouTube channels. And um, yeah, I just see a lot of news that he is going to be our Ezra Bridger. And you know what? Um, uh, the fact that they chose him, I think that he's going to be a good fit. So, but I, I can't say for sure. I just have to wait and see. And then we saw a trailer for Werewolf by Night, and I heard it's on the under the comedy um, category on Disney Plus. But but still, I'm looking forward to it. It looks it looks pretty original. Uh, it looks like an original take, um, and it is a Marvel property. So I don't know. I don't know. It, I was wondering like where are they going with this? But this could be an interesting show. And we got a cast of Thunderbolts. We have. I think seven members. We have the ghost. We have Yelena. You have Red Guardian. You have um, ooh, was it Taskmaster? Um, damn. We have Val. Ooh, two more, two more. We have Bucky, and then who am I missing? I don't know. We have that cast, and then um. And then, of course, the trailer for Secret Inva uh, Invasion. That is something I'm very looking forward to. Um, I love the 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 thriller aspect of it, but I think this is something very looking forward to to see. But overall, um, I'm very excited for all these properties, especially Tales of the Jedi. I think that that is my most excited uh, excited part of. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Tales of the Jedi. So so yeah. Anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening to this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really, it really helps a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long. Farewell. Take care. Bye-bye.